0: the ins, discuss the outs, and let's talk about, let's talk
1: Steve Phillips Management is a bespoke agency representing a diverse roster of talented up and coming opera performers. I got the opportunity to speak with Steve Phillips himself on an episode of A Moment with the Arts. I loved hearing all about his new and exciting agency and his singers and asked him if the singers he represented would like to join me on mic and give a little insight into their lives as opera performers. It was such a privilege to get the opportunity to sit down and speak with these artists as we delved into everything from mental health, prejudices in the industry, unique hobbies and much more. So let's get to know the singers from Steve Phillips Management. Today I'm joined by the fabulous and kind soprano, Emily Garland. Emily had just started working with the Grange Festival when we spoke and it was great to see her back in her element. I've been lucky to know Emily for a few years and was so delighted that she brought her openness and supportive nature to this episode. Good morning, Emily, how are you? I'm very well, thanks, Doug, how are you? I'm good, thank you so much for joining me today. It's my pleasure. Um, We're gonna break down the fourth wall. We were talking about this just before we came on and me and Emily did live together for two years when I was in London, and she was in London because you're no longer based in London. So you are currently in London, am I correct?
0: I am currently in London, yes, I i am um, staying here whilst I'm doing some work with the Grange Festival, which is fantastic, um, and so nice to be back after such a long time. Yeah, um.
1: and that's where we're going to actually kick off the interview. So you have stepped back into the Grange Festival, and um, who you have worked for before, and you yeah. mentioned to me that they've been incredibly supportive. Can you um, yeah. chat to us about the work that you are doing now, but also what it's like to step back into work after what's been quite a crazy time?
0: Yeah, so I think basically, um, I'll start off with saying, I think it's been a horrendous year, 18 months for everybody. From my point of view, particularly for uh, the arts, I'm uh, not being able to maybe have that creative outlet that we all yearn for on a daily basis, you know? Um, So uh, jumping straight back in, I'm doing chorus with the Grange Festival this year for Manon Lescaux and My Fair Lady. Um, And it's quite different because, I mean, for starters, there's only eight of us in Manon, um, so two to a part. So it feels like you're a soloist anyway, a lot of the time. but yeah, it's it's a funny one. I mean, we have to keep everything socially distanced in all the blocking and everything. Um, so it's not your average festival where you feel that like sense of camaraderie with your you know yeah. the people. But it's it's been great to be back. I mean, I'm so thankful to be back, and I'm so thankful to be to be working again and have the opportunity to do so yeah and you're but,
1: understudying am i correct in saying that
0: yeah so um i'm also yeah covering man on
1: could i ask you what it was like now maybe you were behind the scenes throughout the whole pandemic learning loads of music and staying on top of everything but i would love to know what it was like to actually go right i have this coming up how am i gonna sit back down at the piano start learning especially with something as weighty as learning the role of manon
0: yeah i i mean not easy by any stretch of the imagination i i forgot what it was like to learn music um, i mean before the pandemic you you have jobs and you're learning something whilst you're doing something else and it you know it's just like this massive turnover and and it's just part of your daily routine and you go 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 but when you're stagnant I suppose is the word for a while because you it's a bit lowering isn't it when you've sort of got nothing or you feel like you've got nothing to work towards Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm one of those people that that needs like a a target you know I I like to have something to aim for so if there isn't that then I'm not so great at, at getting on with stuff just for the sake of it. Um, so to sit back down and start learning um, music again, was. T- it took me a minute to get back into it. It took me yeah. a minute to get into the rhythm of it and learn to have a routine.
1: For me, like sitting back down and learning music again, I was the same. It took me a minute. and. Almost, I don't know if you had any similar experience, but almost sitting down and going, right, I'm going to try to switch this up how I'm learning because I do feel a bit stagnant and I do feel like how I learned beforehand was I was in such a routine, as you were saying. So I tried to like switch up my learning or like take more regular breaks or make it a bit more different or fun. Did you have any kind of experience with that or did you just need to get back into your own routine?
0: I mean I was very lucky that I was able to continue having sort of Zoom uh lessons with my teacher Ben Johnson, who's amazing. Um yeah. throughout. I mean not as regularly obviously as I as I normally would, but um it kept sort of things ticking over. So vocally I felt fine. I felt I, right. I felt I was in an okay place. That that wasn't the problem for me. The problem was just organising my time.
1: Mm. So when
0: I started to, to sit down again at the piano, and i just lose focus really quickly, <laughs> get easily yeah. get really distracted. Um, so I actually started writing down a timetable for my days, so do this bit of housework that needed doing, and then I'd come back, you know, like silly things like that, but, you know, take the dog for a walk, um, but yeah. just so it was timetabled and, and scheduled into the day. You know, sometimes you don't necessarily stick to it 100%, but when you do it, it feels really good. It feels like you've achieved yeah. what you achieved that day. Um A-
1: And I think if that- something really important there is sometimes it's not about just focusing on the work. It's about focusing on the routine around it. So then when you sit mm-hmm. down, you're in the place to go, well, I've done this and I've done this and I've done this and now I have the space to do this. Yeah. I really like that idea. Would, would you think along the same lines was that helpful
0: yeah for sure absolutely And
1: yeah.
0: um, giving yourself the space to to achieve what you need to achieve
1: is, is important we're going to move into as i mentioned at the start of the interview is myself and emily lived together for two years in london i got to know yes, her. It's be- it's yeah <laughs> i got to know her beautiful family then i also got to know some of her very close friends Um, And I know how much support and love is in your life. And we really wanted to kind of celebrate that in this interview. So I'd love you to just tell us about the support and love you have in your life, but also in relation to supporting your talent, your craft and your career.
0: I mean, I've always felt incredibly fortunate um, to have my wonderful parents. I mean, they are a force to be reckoned with and I adore them um but that you know growing up there was never really classical music around the house or anything like that so Mm -hmm. my passion for it came really um out of the out of the blue a bit for them um and I was just really fortunate that I had parents who said okay you you love it you obviously love it you obviously have this incredible passion for it so you know follow your dreams and and we'll support you 100 percent all the way and to this day if you know there's ever anything that's on my mind i know i can pick up the phone and and they're there and they will always have words of encouragement and will always you know will will be able to tell me what they think the right thing is to do um Mm -hmm. And I know that not everybody has that, and I feel incredibly fortunate that, that I have that, you know, fundamental support system. My whole my whole family is is wonderful about it. My sister, she's amazing. My poor parents. I think when they had Laura, she was so academically focused, and is a wonderful solicitor, um, <laughs> and has a very steady um, and wonderful life. Uh, and then I came along and was not academic at all. And I think it's a bit of a shock to the sister. Yeah. So, you know, but then my my sister is also a, a huge support for me. Yeah. Um, and, and the same, really. I, I can call her and, and talk to her about anything. But, I, you know, within the industry, I think you work with a lot of different people. And there are just some people who stick and become really firm friends because... They understand better than anybody, um, mm-hmm. you know, what it is to be in this industry and how challenging it can be sometimes. How up and down it is, you know. It, you never. I mean, I don't think it matters how successful you are in this industry. I don't think there's ever that feeling of calm, you know. There's there's always going to be a stressful situation that crops up, and you're always going to need someone who who oh. understands to just like talk it through with um yeah. but i was saying to you before this there's a new scheme from uh, well initiative yeah. uh that's started from the national opera studio it's called singers resound um and they're describing themselves as a network of singers for singers that's um incredible. And, yeah launched yesterday um ellen pritchard who is singing man on at the grange she's sounding incredible um she I think she's part of it and uh, she was talking to us about it yesterday and it sounds amazing because you know not everybody is as, as fortunate as me um, and even there are even things that sometimes you want to talk to someone about who you know will understand. Um, yes. Yeah. And I think it's amazing. It's a free um scheme, it's a free initiative where you can speak to a, another singer in the industry about anything. And that's, I think, a support that our industry hasn't really had before. And I think it's amazing. And I think mm-hmm. everyone should make use of it. So that's Singers Resound.
1: Singers mm-hmm. Resound. And I love that because we had a conversation about, you know, what do we want to bring up in this um, podcast? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked about how you do feel so um, grateful for the support you have. But what I love as well is you understand that it's not always there and you went, away and kind of had a little think about it and then this just this Singers Resound only launched yesterday
0: I I don't think anyone can be in this industry without some form of support we all need it it's a great initiative and I hope it I hope it works really well and I hope people use it
1: yeah it sounds incredible there's a topic that we're going to move on to now and it's a part of the industry that we discussed that you would like to see some change in and that's maybe Certain uh, people or certain professionals' perspectives on how certain characters or singers or artists should look or shouldn't look, and I kind of just want to hand the floor over to you to express why this is important to you and your thoughts and opinions around it.
0: Basically, I just think we need to see a bit more diversity within our industry. We, I think you know it it's really important and it's becoming much more important in everyday life as well that well I don't really know how to word this correctly but you know everybody no matter what body you're in can fall in love do you know what I mean it's not your classic Barbie and, and Ken um that look great on the stage you know I'm a larger girl and I'm not I'm not ashamed of it at all and I think um it's important that everybody is represented and i think it's important to represent everybody so that it will open opera and the world of opera to a larger audience basically and also the
1: entire arts industry
0: absolutely the entire
1: arts industry
0: Yeah, for sure you know this um it's just so it's so important i think that people are sort of stereotyped so you know being a being a larger girl, I think a lot of people look at you and they go, "Oh, she'll be very heavy footed on stage, you know. She might not move so gracefully." And I sort of pride myself a bit on that, you know. I I think I move I move quite well, and I enjoy a little dance routine. I, you know, I enjoy all of that. I think it's great. But yeah, no, I I think it, across the whole board of the arts, there needs to be more diversity.
1: Yeah. I
0: completely agree.
1: And thank you for um agreeing to kind of speak on that. And what I can say is just listening to you there, like I know you as a performer and a singer, and like Emily has the most incredible special voice. And I always remember your Strauss for songs, um, Aww. in particular Morgan, um, and how graceful when I saw you perform them, how graceful and poised you are when you sing them. And they're so beautiful. And It's something that I always kind of think about, and I'd love your opinion in. I think fundamentally opera is about the voice and the sound and how we produce our sound. Um, Now, obviously, there's other elements as the career and the profession develops and grows. But fundamentally, it's about the voice. And I can say you have the most incredible voice. So I'd love to get your feedback on you wanting people to hear you for your artistry, your, your musicianship and your voice, as opposed to maybe how how you look, which is, in my opinion, absolutely beautiful and stunning. You know I'm going to build you up. Uh, yeah,
0: um, it is definitely about the voice. I think it has to be about the voice. You know, if you look like way back when when not first started like you didn't really see tiny people singing really big birdie roles you know it was sort of considered appropriate for people to have a bit of body behind them to create a particular sound but you know as far as I'm concerned anything goes these days you know um obviously there's going to be some roles where you have to sort of look a certain way and I think that will always sort of of be the case but it would just be great if we could just open that up a little bit and just maybe explore some different avenues and maybe just say actually their voice is incredible for this role um let's go with it let's try it let's do it and just yeah. be a bit brave about it basically and
1: show like the different shapes sizes all the different diversity that's out there which is all beautiful in its own way and I always think art reflects the world. So if like an art form like opera starts reflecting a lot of diversity on stage,
0: I believe that that's going to
1: feed into society and culture. Would you agree?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the other art forms already are starting to go that way. I actually, during lockdown, I watched um, Shits Creek on Netflix. And, and at the end, there's... Um, like a sort of making of the the whole thing, yes. and just to see how how their program had changed so many lives by normalising the LGBTQ, um, you know, platform, and it just not being a thing. It was just yeah. it was just part of own. That was it, and that was amazing. You know, I think um, we need more of that. Basically, yeah. You know?
1: I think you're exactly right. It was not making a thing of it just presenting two characters who were in love and there was no discussion as to like you know the struggles oh, not- they went through which is important to know as well but it was beautiful to see it presented just as two people in love
0: yeah it was amazing um so yeah i would recommend that to anybody if they have 100
1: percent. i would recommend but i would also say allow yourself a bit of time to get into season one and if from there it is so worth it that was my experience i'm like give yourself the season one just to get into the characters and then from there i guarantee you your life will be changed (laughs) (laughs) i do want to touch on the idea of um the preconceived ideas people might have in relation to your size when maybe you're auditioning or you're in a class or you're in a rehearsal room and yeah And you did mention to me that you wanted to keep this on a positive kind of light because that's important to you. And I know that it's very difficult for people to talk about their strengths and to say, I'm good at this. I'm good at this. But could you tell us like any of the preconceived ideas people might have towards you because of your size and some of your strengths that actually say, well, no, that's not an issue. And give me the opportunity to show you what i can do
0: yeah that's a hard one for me i'm not i'm not very good at talking about my strengths But yeah, um, i mean we talked about it before you know i've come home from days at the academy and stuff with you and we've had a chat about stuff you know there's particularly sort of like movement classes and things like that there were definitely a couple of occasions where it was like oh you might not be able to do this Henry, so we'll, we'll give you a different way of doing it now like, well hold on Done. like you know let me let me give it a go at least, you know. Yeah. I think I, I will always throw myself into anything. I'm quite happy to admit if it's not working out. Like, I'm, I'm incredibly honest. I mean, I'm incredibly upfront about stuff. So... Um, well, you want the um,
1: opportunity to, like, not be not be given a restriction before you even tried. it. You want someone to just go, this is what I need. And then yeah. you can say, cool. And then if you can't do it, be like, can we work something out?
0: Exactly, exactly. Um, I think that's the same for everybody, you know, Um, because you're larger, it doesn't mean that you're not flexible. It doesn't mean that you're, you know, particularly unfit. And I think, you know, that's very much a preconceived idea of larger people. And that's totally, you know, understandable with everything that's put out there in the media and everything. But yeah, I I think... Just, just give everyone the same shot and, and see where you go,
1: basically. I love that. Um, we were talking about support earlier on in the interview, and I know you're a very supportive person. And I know in all roles in your life, you are supportive, whether that be family member, friend, colleague, artist. That's one of your values, I would say. First of all, why is support important to you? And second of all, how does support come out within both your life and also like in the rehearsal room as a colleague?
0: I'm loyal to a fault, I would say, sometimes. (laughs) I can get myself into real trouble for it. Um, But, you know, if you're an important person in my life, I will support you and stand your ground until the bitter end, even if I think you're completely wrong. um, You know, publicly, I will have your back. Privately, we will talk about it. But, you know, I just think you can't, you can't go into a rehearsal room feeling like you've got no one else in there. It's such a weird process putting on a show and uh, there's so many emotions involved and so many different people and different characters, you know, not just on stage, it takes a, an army to to make this stuff work, and if you have someone in that room that you know has got your back, then it it makes it just that little bit easier I think it makes it a nicer experience um, yeah. so I always try and be uh as open as possible and as supportive as possible to my colleagues because I know that I need that when I walk in a room, yes and you know sometimes you don't get it and that's fine but i think if you can show your colleagues that that you will be a support for them they will show you that they can be a support for you And, and and that's the nicest way to work quite
1: frankly i agree and i think it's um that idea of these are the areas within our industry that we really need to bring to the fore because we're in a competitive industry you know we're in an industry where your ego can take over there's like loads of pitfalls that could happen and to maybe highlight these areas and I think that's why we wanted to talk about it today of like bringing like supporting each other championing each other and making them the fundamentals in our career, I think will personally, I believe, will create better art.
0: Yeah, but learning from each other too, you know, um I think there's a lot of people that sort of like there's quite a lot of jealousy in this industry, I think, because it is such a small competitive world. And as soon as you let that go, as soon as you realise actually everybody is their own individual and on their own path and you support your colleagues in everything that they're doing and you actually allow yourself to be happy for them and the journey that they're on, it it gets rid of so much angst. And it's just, it's not worth holding on to that sort of bitterness. It's just not worth it. It's life-changing to let it go. So just let it go. No matter what you're doing, there's always going to be someone who does it better or... There's always going to be someone who, you know, got that role that you wanted or, you know, you don't think that they should have, but actually they're doing a really good job. So just just go for it. You know, it's hard and it happens all the time. So if you let yourself get weighed down by all the negative stuff, then you're not going to move forward on your path in a positive light. So I think that's important as well, actually.
1: So important. And I think... That's what's so beautiful to highlight today, because it's people like yourself supporting our colleagues and, you know, championing people that is going to make the industry just a more enjoyable place to work. And, you know, I think we're in a career where it's easy to fall into ego and jealousy. And, you know, I think we've probably all done it. But if we kind of try and create a different culture within the industry. It could just be quite an incredible place to work.
0: At. It already is an absolutely incredible Exactly. Industry. So let's make it as positive and wonderful as possible. you know. Let's all make it somewhere where we all want to be all the time.
1: Yeah, exactly. Emily, thank you so much for joining me today. It is so glorious to see
0: you. It's so nice to see you.
1: Of course. Um, and hopefully once I'm vaccinated, I can come over to London and we can have... A lovely glass of Prosecco. Oh, darling,
0: lovely. Yeah, maybe
1: champagne. <laughs> okay, for the occasion that's in it. Champagne okay. it is. Champagne for all. Come join us. <laughs> Emily, thank you so much. Have a gorgeous
0: day. Thanks, lovely. And you.
1: Thank you for joining me and getting to know the singers of Steve Phillips Management. Tune in next time as I'm joined by another performer. I'm Fergal Curtis and this has been Let's Talk About the Arts with Steve Phillips Management.